I was getting out of the bathtub. Oh, man. Please tell me more. Dripping wet. Dripping, soaking wet. Dripping wet. My toes all wrinkled, covered with the the residue of my lush bath bomb. Oh, I can't wait. We don't even get ads for them. No. They don't pay us. It's disgusting. Um, But I tell you what, there is nothing quite as... back hair. Quite as revealing as seeing yourself in the mirror. Yeah. Mid-hoist. Mm-hmm. As you are just getting up, and it's just me full, like I'm a whore, like I'm fucking straddling a big, wet and that's ceramic why, horse. And that's why we wanted to start this episode out thanking the essential workers who work in nursing homes, who look at bodies like Henry Zabrowski's on a daily basis for minimum wage while they're getting called racial slurs. I saw, Thank you. I saw my uvula. Ugh. You ever do that? You see That's me in like, your mouth. I literally, I looked, I turned around, and the only way to describe it, it was like, I just looked at like a big black dog's eyes. But then in the center of that was a little light, and I realized, oh, that's like my fucking mouth hole. That is disgusting. Man, bath time. Bath time you is strange at your house. Just- no, I'm too big for the bath. Thank God for it. Welcome to Side Stories, everyone. Haven't been in a bath. I'm Ben with Henry. Haven't been in a bath in a long time. What if Last we time did I went you to a, a bath. Big trench. That might actually work. That could also be my final destination at some point mm-hmm. when I am buried in a shallow grave. What went wrong or what went extremely right? Well, any grave you're in can't be that shallow. <laughs> <laughs> you and your Polish wisdom and with all of your jokes and lard. All right. Well, we have a bunch of stuff to get to today. We're really excited. We have some crazy tales to tell. You don't want me to talk more about being in the bath. I actually wish that you would run by what we're going to talk about up top just a little bit before the show. So then I could say, oh, what do I have? Presidential veto power? What if we don't talk about you naked dripping coming out of the bath? Because I see your hair and I understand what it looks like because I've seen you naked because back when you were just so desperate for any kind of attention, mm-hmm. you would get naked on stage Often. and you would hold your penis. But most of the times your hands would slip and we could all see your winky and then the audience would laugh and you thought it was because of a funny joke. But in reality, it was more of a physical well, abnormality. My belly used to cover the top it half did, of my penis. And you lost weight. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and then, then I, it was fully nude. And then your butthole actually showed. And it was as if you were looking into the mouth of Pennywise the Clown and you just wanted to die yourself. That's what I saw after the bath the other day. <laughs> I just looked back there and because you, you see your ultimate fears. And I just look at, I looked into that gaping maw that was my butthole in the mirror. And the first thing I saw was abandonment because <laughs> that's my big fear. Well, and my second fear is a fucking spider crawling up my dick hole. That would have to be a very, very tiny spider. Well, speaking of fears, let's talk about magic mushrooms to start, shall we? Sure. Because for some reason, I went through my mushroom phase about seven years ago, eight years ago, maybe, sure, maybe cost a relationship or three, but who needed them? You needed expansion. You were expanding your mind too much to allow love to be in there. Absolutely. I pushed it out, and then what came in? Nothing but a hatred for raw meat, because something about eating meat on mushrooms does not work. Weird. Well, I went, for, in general, I went to Peruvian barbecue on I mushrooms. I remember that. And I got blood sausage, and I was living like Indiana Jones in a temple of my own own creation but my own explains, doom and it really freaked me out this explains so much this is why you won't go with me on my culinary adventures because you got no, turned back in the day <laughs> this is very important actually this has become therapy because now we finally found the really? source of why you're afraid of adventurous eating and it was because you had a fearful moment while tripping balls it was like Maybe. when we went to the korean barbecue place when we were all on acid for yeah. Cena's uh bachelor party yes fraudsters check out fraudsters fantastic Great show. show and we went in there we you know obviously we, we were a confused bunch but oh, food man. is different on psychedelics i remember one time the first time but i, I did had acid. no problem eating korean barbecue and that was meat but they would cook it and up we were so doing nice blow Oh my! No, we were. I don't know if we were doing blow. Well, yeah, we better we better not let That's the audience know. We were. No, um, full disclosure for whatever political run, perhaps in Henry's future. I believe over that seventy-eight hour period, we were fully a scientific study in how much the body can consume when unhealthy yeah. and still live. <laughs> like the fact that we're still alive, I don't think that anything 
could ever kill you. I do yoga now. Oh, that'll help. Anywho, well, speaking of magic mushrooms, Henry's been taking them. Marcus Parks, he's been microdosing. He's loving it. Everything is fine. I'm not freaking out. I'm not upset. I'm not concerned that my two partners in this wonderful company are currently microdosing like teenagers who just want to let their dad know that they are cooler than them. You know what? Actually, uh, a building stands steadier on sand. <laughs> No, so it if you, yes, it does. No, it doesn't. If you build a if you build a building on sand, it allows it to move, to age, to no. when the winds blow, no. when the earth decays, <laughs> when <laughs> the winds come. Because what you have to, do, it has to be able to move. It has to be able to. You know what word is not used as much <laughs> yeah. anymore? Jive. You have completely... It needs to jive with this environment, which is what it allows me and Marcus to be. We're way more wiggly now. You remember those little fucking things filled with gelatin they used to have in the then 80s? Then you would throw it and, and the everyone would drop it and then your friend naturally put his penis in it? Yes, I yeah, know the tubes. I know the silly tubes. That's what your friends are now. That's what your well, co-business owners are. I don't are. think I'll be putting my penis inside of my friends anytime Thank soon. God. Speaking of putting inside, this fella... He did magic mushrooms all wrong. Really you wrong. Think, how could you do that? Well, this dude injected himself with magic mushrooms, and then a fungi grew in his blood, which uh, turns out gave him a bunch of organ failure. It's like a fucking horror movie. Just this <laughs> idea that you would squirt mushroom spores into your blood. This guy, this comes from the insider. Insider.com. But to be fair, we will we'll give him a little bit of, uh, we'll put our empathy card up because he is bipolar and I know that he was just trying to figure out how to solve the problems that he has. Unfortunately, this just wasn't the solution. I appreciate anybody who has an esoteric idea and makes it something physical. Just in that moment, you are a magician. But sometimes, every <laughs> once in a while, the magician must admit, maybe the formula's off. Maybe because it this, is. A 30-year-old man with bipolar disorder injected himself with these quote-unquote magic mushrooms. I, they, I don't like how they always say magic mushrooms like it's some guilt. They, honestly, all knowledge is in there. Not all knowledge is in magic mushrooms. You can't build the highways. Oh, last give time me a we shot. Did three when we when we took the most amount of mushrooms we've ever took and it taken in a it, like not in size like it was a small mushroom but it was like really powerful. Yes, we couldn't plug our TV in, and then Marcus had to come and save the day and plug the TV in. Everyone Although you upset. weren't there because you went home. Why? Because I, we you know were tripping story. too hard. I just disappeared and I ended up in a bus stop and I somehow got home. I have no clue how I got <laughs> home. Um, this is a man experienced organ failure after turning psychedelic mushrooms into tea. That that he then injected into his veins. Not oh, a good idea. No. According to a case report out this week in the Journal of the Academy of Consultation Li Liaison Psychiatry. That's kind of a fun day at work. I mean, <laughs> it's better than, you know, having to talk about the, the problems with Crohn's disease. I mean, it's better. Anything's better than COVID. Yeah, that's true. The 30-year-old man's family brought him to a Nebraska emergency room after he noticed he seemed confused. Huh. The man had bipolar disorder type 1. The doctors who wrote the case study learned and he hadn't been able to take his medication. So they're like, okay, maybe it's some kind of shit going on. He's going through manic and depressive episodes. So he's he's got the after school special and the Halloween episode every day. It is not in his own good. mind. The idea of fungus growing inside of your blood is so freaking trippy. It's so scary. And I feel bad for this guy who was already bipolar. So now when he's screaming, it's in my blood. It's in my blood. It's in my blood. Everyone's like, oh, it must be another episode. But in this case, he's right. This is correct. Because sometimes you have to find out what's in that syringe. Yeah. He just always find out what's in the syringe. Always. He decided, which I guess makes some form of sense. If you're already injecting drugs, you think maybe, maybe just this could give me the same kind of kick that heroin would do or when people inject cocaine or Jack Daniels if you refer to Nikki 6, I Nikki believe. Nikki 6, the Motley Crue documentary, those guys some I'm people gonna, just don't die. You so, know that the the Motley Crue documentary that VH1 that VH1 ran for Behind the Music back when VH1 was real good TV. Real good TV. Real good TV. You know that Motley Crue butt chugged a bunch of stuff, but they cut that part out. Well, because, because they did everything wrong when it comes to inhaling drugs. They always looked at a drug or booze and they said, "How can I do this upside down?" <laughs> 
So they found this guy, whoever he had this idea. So he made it into a tea, okay. right? Which that's and I've had smart, smart. I've had mushroom tea. I trip fucking balls. That's when I first. That's when I first saw an extraterrestrial entity. Was when I was on fucking mushroom tea. When I ultra terrestrial. Really? Um, Did you, what? Do you think that that was a hallucination, or do you think it was really there? Because if these extraterrestrials or ultra terrestrials or whatever the hell you just said, if they're smart, they come when you're tripping, and then no one will believe it is, you. They are just as real as we are, my friend. Okay. How about that? How about it? Uh, but this guy, he said that uh, he boiled, so he boiled mushrooms in the water, he made the tea, and then something in his head said, okay, this is going to work so much better if I just put it directly into my blood. So then what he did was he <laughs> he took the tea, I guess he said he filtered the liquid through a, a cotton swab, and okay. then he injected that substance into his bloodstream, and then a couple of days later, he started to become overly tired, he vomited blood. Oh, he oh. developed jaundice, diarrhea, and nausea. Whoa. His family found him soon after, and they took him to the hospital. And he could—he said he was just—he was incoherent. So he, at least he was tripping balls. But you know what's kind of nice? After you vomit and after you have such an amount of liquid diarrhea, you do lose a little bit of weight. You do feel kind of good. And then you get to have a little bit of an extra snack. Well, that's the uh, what's this put? The ayahuasca. Thing is that you purge and you purge and then you feel euphoria on the other side. Everyone has told me about ayahuasca. I know people who have done it. They swear by it. Everybody I loves it. I just don't want to do the first. Everyone says the first two hours are horrible. And I just, I can't jump in. I just don't want to have two horrible hours, even if the next eight hours are great. Also, what else do I have to explore inside of my brain? All I do is hang out in here. Honestly, DMT might help you part the curtains. And the, I don't want to get too rogue The curtains here. are all, the curtains are parted. The, car, the curtains are sheer. The curtains are on fire. Yeah, you're not even wearing it close. <laughs> but he went, it's, it is a very, Man. it's a long day here. Um, <laughs> well, long, depending on how you think of it. Come on, Kissel, you're all just simply right. the best. Get out of here. So he's shitting, he's puking, he's not doing well. He's not doing well. The family, doctors met the yeah. man, he couldn't give Gohair an interview, of course not. And then they took a blood oh sample and they revealed something even more shocking. The mushrooms, which thrive in dark places, oh. had begun to grow in the man's bloodstream. This is such, this reminds me, I think I mentioned this way too much, but when Stephen King turns into like the, the grass, the grass, algae, yeah. this is that, this man this is, was about fucking- to become a Mushroom. He was about to become the grooviest motherfucking, the most SoCal right. dude to ever walk the earth. So now, of course, this begs the question, would you consume his blood? I'd like to would look you, at it. Would you consume? If you, you know, know what I'd like to do? You know, this has got to be one of the trippiest ways to consume psilocy- oh, yeah, psilocybin. Psilocybin? Well, vampire way. It's the a vampiric vampire mushrooms. Ooh, that's fun. Would you do it? You know, the thing is, is that when it comes down to human blood, I don't even like animal blood. I, if you Good. put it in like a. Yeah. No one likes blood of anything, I don't think. Well, Usually. You ever, you've seen that in hunting, they do blood. That when you get your first uh, kill, yes. you get to go out there and you got blood, you eat a little bit of that deer blood, and you go and you suck on his little penis, you, you do all sorts of weird <laughs> shit with a dead deer. I don't think you were talking to a hunter. I think you, you were talking to someone trying to molest you in the woods. Apparently, a hunter, when you first kill a deer, you have to legally marry it. You do. Before you can strip it, before you can do anything. You have to get a priest out there. Wow. And they're always hammered. But this, uh, <laughs> I would... If you made it into like a sausage, I'd eat it. But definitely talk about the fucking most killer way to do it. This is a cool short film well, is what you're looking here. The idea of vampires putting fucking magic mushrooms into their blood. And to not only trip at balls, but then you also become a fucking vampire, dude. That's pretty cool if you think about how fun it is to be a vampire. Unless, of course, you like daylight. I in guess which case, so. it's quite sad. But a lot of times, these new the, these new so called vampires don't care about the daylight. They don't care oh, anymore I don't about believe, rules. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. We're not on to Blade 29 yet. If you are a vampire and I see you during the day, I'm calling you out. You're a faux. You're a faux pyre. You're a fucking you're not shill. a vampire. Yeah, you're dude. a shill. And I refuse to acknowledge any vampire who is a daywalker. No, I hate vampires are nighttime creatures. Nighttime and that's it. creatures. You have a cape. You have that's an accent. It. You, you, ooh, you got a girl with a see-through shirt on. She's your friend. She, she can turns go out during the day. She can go out during the day. She can get you what you need. That's what's cool. But if you ever, if I ever see a vampire out during the day, I'm calling bogus. But nonetheless, 
Henry mentioned COVID. A lot of people in the hospital because of COVID, but what not is this man. Yeah, people are in COVID. It's called. Oh, yeah. It's like a new. It's like a new Coca Cola. <gasps> I yeah. want some. But you know how Coca Cola used to actually put cocaine in it. Hell yeah. This is a new Coca Cola, but they put like a toxin in it that kills your family. Oh, it's daddy disease. It is. Every so, old man, he's dying today. He's. This is not a good song. I love that song. Every old man is dying today by Henry Zabrowski and the Foot Clan. He needed to be put. This man, he needed to be put on a ventilator so he could breathe, and then he. Was was in the hospital for 22 days and you can just imagine the what are you in here for conversation you gotta sit and you gotta think about it you have to think about it 22 days and then i guess i guess they just put the they got them they put a stir fry together and took the mushrooms out i don't know how don't you know get how mushrooms they, out of a bloodstream the blood they got some blood janitors in there i don't, I don't know, know what they do i don't know what doctors do to clean the blood how do you get active Medicinal magic mushrooms out of your blood. I think you pump in new blood. Maybe that'll help. I don't know. Anyway, I, don't know. I guess so. They do say he was given antibiotics and oh, one good and one antifungal treatment, which he was prescribed to continue taking. He's becoming uh, a mushroom. Yeah. So I would just say, you know what, buddy? Lean in. Have fun with it. Become a mushroom. Well, now he's God. He's got a lot to think about. He's got a lot to think about there. Anytime you're in the hospital for 22 days. You got a lot to think about. Mostly, why is the food so bad? And who can turn this damn channel? Because I'm so sick of watching. Not Judge Judy, but Judge... Oh, my God. What was the name? Judge Brown. Joe Brown. Joe Brown is worth it. Yes. Joe Brown is worth it. There was another one, Judge Alex. I didn't like Judge Alex. No, I saw him on the street one time in New York, covered in makeup still, like right after a shoot. You didn't throw a milkshake at him or something? No, tall guy. Actually pretty attractive in this real life. This is fantastic. Yeah. Speaking tall guy, that's like Army Hammer. He's a real tall guy. He is. I don't want to talk, talk about that. Ar- I don't know the I Army Hammy story. Army Hammy? That's Army what Hammy. I call him. He, that's what I call him. Well, we'll call him Army Hammy. I'll just <laughs> briefly talk about the fact that what he's, is I the guess, story? he just has a cannibal fantasy, but apparently he's also not a nice guy as well. So I think the big thing is that he's not a nice guy and he made his girlfriend scared, but then the thing that really pushed it over the top was the fact that he told her that he wanted to eat her. He said he wanted to cut off her toe and keep it in his pocket, which in a way is kind of cute. It's kind of romantic but it's also not at the, the same toe. time because he's talking about cutting a toe off and he's army hammer and then this model he was with was just like his his charisma was so beaming and powerful well, it'll hurt her career if he cuts off parts of her body that's not good yeah models don't even need a toe well i think that they need all of their accoutrements because otherwise they get judged very harshly they're judged on their pure physical appearance it gives you a stuff it gives you a story army hammer cut off my toe he's my girl he's my boyfriend <laughs> that's a story you want to have something in the room when you're having a general like a something to pick something to say an angle but yeah army hammer apparently is just a know. really hungry guy i guess because uh, you, you know who ended up coming out and talking about it was the cannibal cop well this is his area of expertise isn't it he came out and he said did he, he defend was, if he did he not defend it of course he, defended. he better he better not turn his back on one of his own but cannibal cop straight up just said being like this is this talk about the fucking free speech violation going on here and the uh, the shame that people are throwing on army hammer and i do like that conversation around this story about the idea of like there's both this whole like the it, king community is like desperate to figure out how to handle it because both one side is like don't king shame anybody him. right as far as we know i don't i don't think he ate anybody i don't understand it he's an actor I don't know. So the king community is like, this is a fine fetish. Just do say. Oh no, I don't know. Safe, I think. And then- I think Kissel. The real answer is, is everybody's real confused, and there's a lot of people saying, like, want to say that that it's like they. Everybody wants everybody to be happy, and that's how I feel too. I don't care what, what you do. I don't care what. Uh, that's you text. what I say every day. I, I do whatever the hell it is you want to do. But if you, um, uh, if you want to eat somebody but if it goes past like getting a funny little like a lemon and putting it like cutting well, up and cannibal- like having her lay down in a big sort of like fake tray and like putting some sage under her tits and like getting in there and like massaging her feet with some olive oil like i think there's fun in there but i think that you can't you can't but everybody has to be into it and she has to be like oh i'm a piggy ready to be roasted and you'd oh. be like oh i'm a oh i'm a chef from england oh i'm a chef and i've come to i've come to cook you That's and then you a know great accent but anyway. honestly when it comes down to it for me even though we're in the middle of this fantasy in the end i'm just trying to have sex with you right so, I, yeah we're getting in all the chef stuff and i've got i've got all this mise en place inset mm-hmm. and i've been doing all this prep and you've been brining for an hour i've got her in there she's up to a 
Brian. She's got a snorkel. But oh, yeah, well, that's like, good. You can breathe. You don't want to put the temperature too hot there. No, no, no. You want a Brian to be cool. Oh, and you go in there and like, yeah, sure. But in the end, I am really not trying to eat you. All of this was just to get me fluffed up before the sex began. But because after this, let's let's be honest here. I'm going to genuinely be hungry. We got to go to Applebee's. I got to go to some kind of restaurant. Nowadays, we can't even go to Applebee's. We got to get it delivered. Well, never get Applebee's delivered. It's just not as good when it's you not can't as see good. the waiter. When you can't see the waitress or the waiter or the bartender or all the smile. big smile. I want to see them smile so happy to bring me my fajitas. So uh, I'm sure Jackie Zabrowski that's, that will talk more. That is more of a, that's chilies. Yeah, I'm sure. I'm, sorry. I'm sure Jackie Zabrowski will talk more about Army Hammer. Oh, no, apparently she already has. She already has. But there's a Very lot good. of, you and I like, it's like these stories, like the Azalea Banks story where we say things because we don't know who these people are. Like we don't know. I don't know. We them. didn't know who Azalea Banks was. I only know that Army Hammer had to eat to come an apricot from Tim- Timothy Shamalama Ding Dong. What? Timothy came into the apricot well, in that Call Me story. By Your Name movie. But that was back in the day. That's a movie. That was Wait, fake. Was it real cum? You know what? I'm going to go on the record and say yes. But no, it wasn't real cum. <sighs> Technically, according to the producers, it was a movie and it was a scene in a movie. So the scene in the movie was somebody had sex with an apricot, which you can imagine the uh, difficult nature of that. Not and if you got a tiny arm, ding dong. I guess, or a large apricot. And then Army Hammer ate the apricot and it then was he romance. called that and then it was acting. That was acting. That's this acting. is real life. But isn't the whole world a stage? That's how I feel. And I feel that everywhere I go is a proscenium, even within my own home. Now you can stream the live TV you love for just 40 bucks a month with Sling TV. Get your favorite channels and shows for the best price. If you want live sports, Sling has all the football playoffs and pro and college basketball. Stay up to date with breaking news from around the world with MSNBC, CNN, and Fox News. Sling also has reality, TV, popular entertainment, kid shows, and more. Sling costs almost half as much as other live TV providers, so you can watch more and pay less. Sling is easy. Sign up in minutes, stream at home or on the go on up to three devices, and record up to 50 hours with included DVR space. Get flexible channel lineups that put you in control. Pause, change, or cancel your service at any time. You'll never get locked into a long-term contract. Check out Sling.com for special offers. Sling, the live TV you love for a price you love. Last podcast on the left is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. Thanks, Squarespace! With Squarespace, it's easy to create a beautiful website all on your own terms. Don't let anybody tell you what to do. This ain't your mama's website platform. It is, actually. It's actually be very easy for your mother to learn. You don't want to miss Fluid Engine. It's a next-generation website design system from Squarespace with reimagined drag-and-drop technology for desktop or mobile. I thought it was just the name of what my blood pressure medication turned me into. I'm, I'm peeing. Now, my goals for the year are I have two warehouses filled with horse picks. Now, I know a lot of people, uh, obviously this bit has been done, but the Zendaya centaur picks are not going anywhere. And I've been trying to get the Judge Reinhold sitting on the Clydesdale line out. Uh, I need these moved, okay? Because I have to move into the storage unit. Let's just say there are problems at home. So I need Squarespace to shoot this through the roof for me this year. And that's why I'm going to go full tilt and not only are you going to get the judge reinhold sitting on the clydesdale entire series clothes and non-clothes what we also are going to offer you and i mean this we're trying to get into giraffe rides i brought this up the other day we got to start riding other animals but horses take pictures of the horses photoshop the horses into other celebrities but stop riding them save a horse ride a giraffe with Squarespace. Go head to squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash left to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. Squarespace.com. Speaking of the whole world's a stage, uh, many plays are um, absolutely horrible and uh, you should walk out on them. Speaking of this one, I guess I'm just going to, I don't even know, this isn't really a lateral move from that conversation because this woman's much worse than Army Hammer, but uh, a mother, this is the headlines from Metro News, 
um, a mother. Mm. Oh, uh, oh, you want to do this story? I ju- I don't want to. No, but this is what the people f- provide us because we're con- we look for content because we don't like to just talk about ourselves because we're not totally self absorbed and quite honestly our lives. I are hate quite me. Boring. I don't want the last thing I want to do is talk about me and my boring life. We, uh, you know, I'll talk about my beautiful wife, but I sure. don't want to talk about the anything involving me. Besides getting out of the tub and how slick and wet and soapy I was for like 25 minutes. So let's talk about this mother who, uh, the headline is, mother who had sex with dog. Okay. Then hanged her kids. Hung. Uh, They say hanged. Okay, wow. Fights to hide lewd internet search history. So again. So all of this was the, she killed the kids to cover up. The fact she had sex with her dog, Lisa Snyder. And the thing, her name is Lisa Snyder. She's 38 years. I'm going to say old. (laughs) Because <laughs> I think these things age you. She's it's, not upset that everybody all, knows. Honestly, we're all so stressed out right now. COVID nineteen again. I hate. Uh, don't even. Don't even mention. Don't talk about. But you know what? It's time for self care. Well, uh, yeah. I guess that maybe I. I think the guy who injected the mushrooms into his bloodstream is much smarter when it comes to self care than this woman who again had sex with her dog. And then hung her two children. So lawyer for Lisa Snyder, she's 38. She admitted that she uh, that she killed the kids. But she's really upset that she doesn't want people to know her search history um, because apparently she searched for things regarding uh, lascivious and uh, lewd and lascivious and or unduly (laughs) offensive offensive. searches. And so she doesn't want anyone to know that side of her because apparently it's worse than it's worse than having sex with a dog. But we already know she was having sex with her two children. We knew that that was happening. So what's more embarrassing than that? So it's really sad that whole story the teachers for the kids said the kids were super well adjusted they they showed no evidence of being bullied apparently they were just like totally chill kids and she hung them oh this is so gross it's so sad she hung them with dog leashes so she had sex with the dog i didn't do it the kids were eight and four they were from the albany township of pennsylvania she claimed that Connor had hung himself to escape bullying, but again, the teachers were like, there was no bullying. But During they found out he would probably have good reason to be bullied if they found out his mom was a dog fucker. Uh, apparently, the cops found the kids, and then they found out she had sex with her black and white pit bull because there was a video on her phone. Yeah, how else would they that- know? So they said she you has know? a chronic history of severe she's mental proud. disorders. And she's proud, obviously. It was a thing. It was a thing. She's uh, got um, the only way I would describe it is that her eyes are only an M and M's length separate. Uh, um, she kind of looks like Jared Goff of the uh, L.A. Rams. She <laughs> without a, yeah, the prestige, eyes. without the prestige. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't think he's having sex with dogs. No, I don't think so. And the kids are just like chubby little cute kids. The eight-year-old actually looks very similar to how I looked at eight. He's just a little chonky kid, just wants to live his life. Anyway, that's the beginning, end, and middle of this story. Yeah, it's a terrible uh, she, story. Uh, had sex with her dog and hung her children, and now she doesn't want people to know what she searched on the internet, which you can imagine is basically how do you have sex with your dog, and then how do you hang your children? I'm assuming that that's in there, not to mention uh, copious um, amounts of uh, bestiality uh, footage. You should never have in your triple X section the movie zoo. No. Uh, that's supposed to be sort no. of anthropological, sociological, and you're supposed to watch it with a skeptic's cap, uh, not with like a wish I was there But you cap. know what should be in there? You ever see the movie Fievel Goes South? <laughs> no, I don't. <laughs> right. I don't want to um, see that. But, I would rather watch the freaking screech porno than watch anything uh, with don't even. Dustin Diamond is now suffering from stage four cancer. He's very, what? very sick. Are you kidding me? Yes, he is very sick. We actually just found the YPF community is all like all a whole group has been. T- we, we reached out okay, to him. Okay, first of all, what's the YPF community? Your pretty face is going to hell. Like we've been sending, we sent him stuff because it's a, it's a horrible story. What did you, t- are He's you kidding very, me? very sick. Yes, and we he went. Apparently, he wasn't feeling good, and he went, it was one of those horror stories that I think about all the time. Where he went to the doctor saying I didn't feel good, and it turned out his whole body is like riddled with cancer. He's not doing well. Thank you no, for reminding me, though. He's not doing well, and you know, for as I'm going to say, as goofy as his life has been, it's not a. He was barely not, in that porno. He said he was a stunt cock too. It was a stunt cock. Yeah, that's what he told which me. Which is the part that I would admit was me. Yes. Because it was a huge cut. He was trying to like, he had to do that all because in the end he had to like convince his girlfriend that it wasn't him in the porn. 
Oh my God, he's 44 years old. Yeah, it's very sad. And Lopez, of course, Mario Lopez, the one who was super attractive and he was uh, he was he was Slater, who was his the life just gets better and better and better and better. He says he connected with Dustin earlier in the evening, and although the news of the diagnosis is heartbreaking. We remain positive that he'll overcome this, praying for him and his family. But I don't think that you do overcome this. It's very difficult. We'll see what happens. You oh. know, it, it, but you know, big give good vibes to Dustin Diamond. Good you know, vibes. he did stab somebody outside. That of was a, a, he had a whole long explanation for that story. And too. the guy, honestly, it was in Wisconsin. I know it, it was in Grafton, and I know that area. Not necessarily the greatest people on earth. Um, because hey, there were some people at a sports bar. we're going there for a live show, Grafton. No, there were some people at a sports bar that were very racist when the Metallica song Master came on. And there was one black guy there, and I yelled at everybody. That's really very mad. Because they kept on singing that song to the black guy, and I was like, maybe you want to, what are you doing? Yeah, this- and then I screamed at everybody, and then the whole thing. Uh, I made everything very awkward, because I do that sometimes. No, you did. You you fought for the peace. You uh, fought for justice. Well, they walked um, out. And, and then I also found out that one of those racist assholes was a coach on the football team and I fucking oh anyway sometimes when I have righteous indignation I go crazy self righteous indignation is the most important best feeling in the world oh, I love it when I can actually freak out and no one can say that I'm wrong um, but you know what I also love the internet is that uh, as a comment first of all it was put a pin in it just good luck Dustin you know hope you're doing Pinned well it. send send Pinned. send vibes um, this story what send I like cocaine too yep uh, the mother had sex with the dog story. What I love about the internet is no matter what, is that if you look at the comments, the oh, comments no. are great. So what this are is those? The, this is, is anyone the, pro? Because if somebody is pro, we need to like, oh, what's that, FBI? Oh. I think we found a dog fucker for you. Do you have a dog fucker unit Which, by any chance? This is on a. This is an article about a woman admitting she had sex with the dog and then she killed her two children in order to keep them from being involved. This is the comment. Uh. I'm sorry, but I don't agree with this article at all. I don't see how the Tomb Raider reboot series is better than Uncharted when Tomb Raider uh, has been dormant since the PS2 and didn't resurface until March 5th, 2013 to compete with Uncharted. Uncharted has uh. better characters, stories, graphics, and... And controls the quote unquote reboot Tomb Raider games feel clunky, and Laura Croft and her friends, plus the stories, uh, are amateurish. At best. I don't think that man read the the proper article because referring to this woman as a Tomb Raider that is one way to call to name. That's one thing to call somebody who kills their children. Uh, four to eight uh, years old. She's the not tomb a Raider. Tomb Raider. She's a vet raper. Yeah, right? oh, <laughs> that is what she is. Sad. She is not. She is. She's raiding the Petco. Also, Tomb Raider, great name for a whole series of different types of clinics you can imagine. All right. Well, thank you so much for that wonderful insight. Uh, when it that comes to someone who wanted to talk about Tomb Raider, I just finished Ghost of Shusama, and it was as beautiful as anyone could ever imagine. I'm still playing my Amori game, fucking just the sap and sad. I just leave this world and I become a sad Japanese boy for hours at a time. Well, um, Henry, I have to actually, this is a very important story for you. And I want to talk to you about this. Why? Because there's some speculation this is a hate crime against what? religious beliefs. <laughs> yeah. 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 So um, d- did you see there was an arson in New York? Oh, I saw At the, the Church story. of Satan. I saw the, the well, Church of Satan the Church was of burned Satan. down. Adam's family style home in Poughkeepsie. <laughs> well, uh, it burned. And apparently a uh, member Isis Vermouth promises a hex. On the culprit. This story is a little bit complicated, and we don't okay. quite know what's going on here. This it's not the it was not a church of Satan. It oh, was a it's home. Not. No, it was called a the what they called a Halloween house. This cool. was in Poughkeepsie, New York. It was a house that was very famous for having gatherings, especially for the Church of Satan. But it was like this Adams family looking crazy house uh, that was a, a kind of a meetup place for members of the Church of Satan. Honestly, it sounds freaking awesome. No, it was dope. Uh, but this guy, uh, apparently some person just came and just set it on fire. No, it was uh, created in the, it was in the 1900s. Somebody did light it on fire and there were surveillance footage. They showed a dude. He's just walking up to the house at 5 a.m. So, you know, he's completely sober. Yes. He's got two gas cans. He starts splashing the liquid all over the front porch and boom, just lights it up. High priest uh, of the Church of Satan, Peter Gilmore, uh, he paid tribute in a requiem to the house and said it's its former owner, Joe Quote, Netherworld Mandelo is a church member, and uh, and it's really unfortunate because um No, it was incredible. They, it was this decorated person, with devil sculptures. A hearse sat in his driveway for many years, and a sign of the garage read Devil's Garage, which is what I think I'm going to have the same exact thing. That was served as a gathering place to celebrate Halloween and showcase the beliefs of its longtime former owner. And these also were some of the better Satanists in the history of Satanists because during Trick or Treat, some Satanists put their nose up and they say, I don't like the commercialization of the holiday. But you know what they did? 
They just gave candy to the kids. We work for Satan. All we do is we we try to sell and move Satan units. And if you are a Satanist and you do not give full size, I'm not talking these mini fun sizes, because if it was a fun size Snickers bars, it would be a foot long. Okay. I'm already actually very I upset. want full size Snickers and full size Mars bars. And if you even think about sneaking a baby Ruth in there, you better actually be named Ruth with a child. And it better be a it better be like. Uh, for a theme. Peanuts are good for protein. Well, this house was actually not just a home for worshiping the devil. No, it wasn't. It was also where they had the first legal same-sex satanic wedding in New York State. So there was yep. a, a great history to it. And the sad thing is, for anyone that is not married in that area, this is a perfect place for a freaking wedding. It's just very difficult, Sounds man. fun, man. It just, I, I just wish that... I un- the whole point of being a Satanist on some level is you are antagonistic and you are expecting. Now, why? Well, why do you have to be antagonistic? Well, not really. I'm just mean like the idea that we are, quote unquote, devil's advocates. So you are constantly put at an adversarial like position against the world. So people look at this as like this symbol that they have to come burn down. And they are, they got obviously, I'm going to say this is probably not unconnected to what's going on in the world. And the fact that it seems that like, according to a lot of these guys, Satan is winning because Satanism has been tied to the QAnon movement. Like this idea that, you know, all of the Hollywood uh, elite are quote unquote Satanist child yeah. murderers nothing, and child rapists. There is nothing more demonic than a false prophet. And what is QAnon other than a false prophet? I mean, Always that remember that. You have to think about what they're looking at, but also a real Satanist wants nothing to do with a child. I want a full breasted woman. You know what? And I've always credited you with that. Apparently, in Poughkeepsie, this is one of the homes that's not going to be rebuilt because it's just too badly damaged. But apparently, they have a witchcraft district. Which, hey, you know what? I'm all for it. Have a little fun there in Poughkeepsie. And I can imagine, like, in L.A., if you have a witchcraft witchcraft uh, district, you're like, okay, New York, okay. That but is Poughkeepsie, called Los Angeles. It's just called L.A. But in Poughkeepsie, you know that that could still kind of shake up the squares a little bit. But that's the power of it. It's the power of the symbolism. So this guy tried to destroy the symbolism. And in, in, in a way, he did. Like, he burnt down this house. So for them, it was a, that's a win, for his column, I for guess. His, but he better watch because now what he's done is that what happens sometimes when you burn a fo- when you burn a forest when you do a big burn what do you do you make the soil even more fertile. Indeed, and what better place to go rebuild other than the grounds of a burnt down Halloween house? Is it Halloween yet? I can't wait for Halloween. Halloween was taken for me last year, and I fucking swear to God, I'm taking Halloween from the world next year. Uh, well, that <laughs> I don't even know what that means. That's absolutely. I don't horrifying. know. I don't know. Want to have that? I actually don't want to have that revenge. You know, I what, just Henry, want everyone to have a Halloween next year. I think that's actually a perfect segue for our next story because I think that you need some of this. And oh, when this I say sleepy some of time this, tea. I mean sleepy time tea. Henry, this you is, need to relax. This is a story that comes from Food and Wine. There was an original. This is, by the way, I think this is our first Food and Wine story. I think so. <laughs> this was a. This came from an article from Van Winkles, written by a Megan Geller, but apparently that article got pulled down. I think she's probably making a movie out of it or some shit. I don't know. I, my, um, my article is from Matt Blitz. Yeah, this this story, yeah, Food and Wine magazine. <laughs> um, but apparently the idea is that Sleepy Time Tea, which is made by Celestial Seasonings, apparently has some cult connections oh. to uh, the, the own uh, and creator and founder of the a company that started uh, Sleepy Time Tea, this Celestial Seasonings. It was yeah, founded, in, it founded in 1969, which is a great year to remind everyone that you got to, after the 60s, literally, of course, it came out after the 60s. Yes. They're like, 1969, we need a sleepy 70s. We need some sleepy times. <laughs> which did not happen. <laughs> um, but they, uh, this guy, uh, Mo Siegel, well, they went and they, he was the, the founder of it. He was an herbalist in Boulder. He he, okay. he made this thing called 36 Herb Tea that he sold to health food stores in the area. Uh, they gave birth to the Sleepy Time Tea, which is a blend of chamomile, spearmint, and other herbs. I don't know if you've ever had it. Have you had it? Of course I've had Sleepy Time Tea. I've it's actually nice. mixed it with a lot of, if you just have a shitty whiskey lying around, and you're like, I can't take it straight. 
little shot of whiskey, a little Ooh. sleepy time tea, and you are going to be take sleeping a, in Take no a time. long drive. Nothing's more relaxing <laughs> than that, man. Just get in the plane. You I know just what I mean? like sleeping in the ditch. I don't know. I just like to do it. But apparently, Mo Siegel, the guy who created this company, um, so essentially, you know, sleepy time tea was, they said, was basically an overnight success for Celestial Seasonings. They absolutely love it. But apparently, this Mo is Siegel. Kind of, this is also sort of like the kids from the 60s were starting to buy houses. Yes. And they wanted like a little bit of that old spunk they used to get. Oh, yeah, absolutely. That's what this guy did. <laughs> he became interested in this thing. It's a New Age Bible, and it was called the Urantia Book or Urantia Book. Okay. It was first published just in 1955. We have no clue who authored it. It was a group of people, but they do believe it was probably authored by a man by the name of William Sadler. Do we know? Have we heard that name before? Because I'm, I'm thinking. No, this is a whole separate world. Because this is the Seventh Day Adventist well, movement. It was a cult off of the Seventh Day Adventist group. William Sadler. So the Seventh Day Adventist group were too crazy for them. Well, they were. Or they were crazy too enough. wild. They weren't crazy enough. They weren't crazy enough. Well, they believe that they. It's very, very. But the reason why now it's highly controversial is because obviously. This story, Urantia is in their in their world. Um, Urantia was the term for Earth, and we are a part of a galactic commission of creator gods. Mixed, it's an alien religion that God is essentially an alien. All kind of the way they talk about it. Jesus is a creator god. So he was like the kind of how in Gnosticism, like the idea that there is a big old unfeeling, unknowable creator energy that you'd call God, but then it makes these creator beings that create us and create the world. Well, I'm playing Horizon Zero Dawn now, and it's post-apocalyptic, but but in the previous world, robots became sentient, and they are very powerful, and in many ways we are creator gods, aren't we? If wow, you look at what your people are doing. You're starting to understand. No, I understand. Bit. I don't trust people. We're That's the thing. Little... I need to clarify when it comes to my robot. First of all, there's robot. They're already robot security guards. Which plans I'm within bunch. plans within plans. I don't hate robots. I hate I don't hate humans either. I don't believe that humans are capable at this point of creating something that's going to be in that gain good for society but that's why so the they're robots... creating things that are going to be an extension of their worst self as we see with twitter which is an extension of everyone's worst parts of their humanity sure so what we're going to have is a bunch of people who are now too weak to actually act out on their hatred of humanity so they're going to delegate that task to said robot the robot can be good it can change your diaper but that's why but the robot can also kill your family that's why you have to it has to inspire other Robot companies to build you, robots you to do, beat those robots. You want a robot war? Yeah. I'd much rather a robot war than a human war. I watch BattleBots, and that's as close as I'm going to get, and I truly love that show. And you should see just some of the sex scandals coming out of BattleBots. <laughs> those fucking, yeah. those wedges, you know what they'll do? They don't even ask. You don't got to tell me. Right from your grave. I am not going to time cancel Sleepy Time Tea. However, Urantia's texts... Uh, apparently, half a, this is what it says. They say half a million years ago, there were six colored races that existed. It was red, orange, yellow, green, blue, and indigo. Absolutely, like it's a like it's a children's book. Yes, and so much like the Blue Man Group, Blue Men they subdue the indigo. Mm, it's, it is, a, it's a tiered system. Yes, it oddly states that strains of gigantism can appear in green and orange people. You're an orange person, and green is my favorite color. So maybe maybe there's, there's something to, to this, but. It is. It, um, that's what they're talking about. So now they're, they're people are upset because now they're discovering the Urantia book. And if you read about Urantia, it is just as nerdy as anything else because it came from William Sadler and his group. They kind of created well, this. this and, and Siegel did write, just to clear that up a second, Siegel did write. This is what he said. He says, belonging to any particular race. Oh, yeah. This is most Siegel no- eventually. That, yes. Yes. He, says, he does not completely believe in all of the sub beliefs of the no, ranch. He group. says, so you can have your sleepy time. He says, belonging to any particular race provides no spiritual advantage or disadvantage. All persons are equal in the sight of God. At the present time, mankind loses about as much progress as it makes by ignoring eugenics. But so it, he's also, it's an interesting, it he's, just shows, he's dancing. It also shows that he didn't read the full 700 page the Urantia book and I firmly believe I didn't read it is a better excuse than I was drunk if someone says if I accuse you of something and you said I didn't read it I'm gonna say okay well that's what Army Hammer said about his text that he didn't read his own text he was just like I was barely there for it I was hammered 
<laughs> like, that's actually, what a good excuse. Keep it from your own. Be on a need-to-know basis with your own mind. Hey, buddy, I just got a, I got a delivery today of big and tall uh, winter clothes that apparently I was cold. And I ordered a bunch of big and tall clothes. But they're nice. Hey, man, that's all that matters. Get more clothes. But this story is... You can read the Arantia book. Uh, is now it is non-copyright anymore. It passed the copyright. For, it was written sometime between 1924 and 1955 by a man that basically just, a man that was never named, that was a consort of William S. Sadler and his wife, Lena Sadler, who were these physicians in Chicago that actually were notable skeptics. They had written several things debunking the paranormal. And then they said that this guy channeled this book and then they just wrote it down they wrote down all of these thoughts because it basically but it has a lot of adherence the urantia book is not just the uh the uh in the realm of sleeping time tea you know who's a huge fan of it is stevie ray vaughn <laughs> stevie ray vaughn apparently he brought I, along I the book of urantia really? and he would read lindell passages from a strange uh, a strange publication it was him jimmy uh jimmy hendrix was obsessed with it all right because it came out in the 1960s um and jerry garcia wow. was obsessed with it but the thing is that every one of these esoteric books turn into this like story about like the the white skin blue eyed aliens coming and saving everybody and then they always have the other side where they're like no it's not about race right. they're just they are white they're purely like sheet white and you're yeah. like i know and you're like white people are pink and some are tan and you're like sir please stop please please he's like it's just they come from space it's on space right from your grave well, let's let's move on to a story. We talk about criminal justice reform all the time, and this story is criminal justice adjacent. Apparently, smugglers tossed chicken wings and marijuana over a fence of a Mississippi prison, and those freaking pesky guards, they took all of it. That's fucking so dumb. Yeah, it's bullshit. So smugglers threw more than 25 packages over a section of fence at the South Mississippi Correctional Institution at around 1.30 in the freaking morning. Don't you think that weed would just help prison? Just let them have a little bit of weed. Do you think one but honestly you don't think weed would just like shut down a lot of the violence some people get ramped up on weed but some most people do. don't depends the cultural difference between reaction to weed is very real there's a lot of nurture that goes with how people react to weed as well interesting because in uh, certain cultures it's like super chill super wild super like hang out and then some cultures it's like let's get go to war up, let's ripped. go to war wow yeah, it's different. Um, so at 1.30 a.m., they threw seven pounds of barbecue chicken and a bunch of weed, mm. and they threw the weed in a uh, in a little football. These guys fucking an- these guys angels? <laughs> I don't know. Who, who made but, them? So apparently among the contraband seized, oh, these asshole guards. What a great day this would have been. Uh, they found, this is quite a bit actually, four pounds of marijuana. Wow. 20 pounds of tobacco and rolling papers. No shit. 38 cell phones, chargers, and Bluetooth earbuds. Wow. In a sort of cigars, oh. over-the-counter cold medications, 10 cans of snuff, several packs of cigarettes and lighters, one scale so you can get the accurate way. That's, you know, to be honest, this is all just stuff I feel like should be like necessary. This is literally what I shot for at Ralph's if they had weed. <laughs> one headscarf and seven pounds of barbecue chicken, which is the greatest thing. Like, that is the nicest thing I have ever heard of someone doing. Which is, you know, but in the end, if some people who got weed who really could have used it, that would have been nice. I agree. Uh, this is also, I got a lot of people responding about when I asked a question, what do DJs do? Well, and I did not realize how much they do. So it's I would a lot like, of vibes. The word what? vibes got thrown out a lot. <laughs> yes, it did. And I'm going to say this. I'm, gonna, I'm taking this authority. LPN blanket. I'm going to say apology to the hardest working members of our party society, which is the DJ. The DJ. The DJ. I can't fall asleep. Not literally. If you fall asleep, that's the equivalent of you like shooting the wrong, shooting the basketball in the wrong hoop or running to the wrong end zone. That's the biggest blooper that you could make. The DJ knows. Titty's got to bounce at a certain speed. Certain speed. Butts got to sway in a certain rhythm. Absolutely. And you got to watch those butts and those titties all night. And that's your job from up there in that big spinning tower you're in. So we're having fun. But the DJ, they're working. Think about that. Think about that. I mean, they're also on a lot of drugs, but think about the work. But they, the work is only done on the drugs. Yeah. 
I, absolutely. So thank you so much for letting us know. DJs, they, again, Vibes. I can't even articulate what keep they do, going. but they spin the... They keep and, it going. And this sentence, we heard this sentence over and over and over again. You'll know when a DJ is bad, but you'll never know when they're good. Yes. Because that means they're good. That means like they're you're, good. You're not you supposed just, to notice yeah, them. Yeah, you're just swept away so with the music. In In a sense, it's actually a very humble way to perform where you're in the background, but little do we know that you're the wizard... Making everybody's feet go. I think some of them like attention. Yeah, I think I don't Look think at when Steve Paris Aoki Hilton, guy. I don't know who that is. I don't know who that is. But I know Pitbull likes attention. And I know Paris Hilton likes attention. Yes, and apparently Paris Hilton is actually okay. She's cool now. Yeah, better than Shaq, I guess, at DJing. Well, Shaq is just—he's a funny guy. He's no Charles Barkley. No. Well, speaking of parties, this is kind of our last little drunken story here. Did you see this story about the U.S. Coast Guard? No, this story is amazing. Is this the so is this apparently your- a floating tiki bar got gone? Like it was gone, and they're like, "Where is this floating tiki bar?" And evidently, the U.S. Coast Guard crew from Station Key West they recovered the floating tiki bar that was stolen. Unsurprisingly, the person aboard showed massive signs of just being freaking hammered. Oh, he was just hammered in it. <laughs> he was hammered, and he stole it. And so the boat was owned by Cruising Tiki West, which sounds like a great idea. Man, I mean, I just, will, we will die. But it was a so it was a tiki hut that could be like driven. It's a like, floaty. Yeah, that's it's like a, a fucking boat. incredible. So he was just they just found this thing floating in the ocean. They went by it. And it was just this is like a fucking old school movie. This, <laughs> this is, is like what a, we would do. Yeah, exactly. They went behind the wheel. And they just saw a dude asleep in there, and they're like, you know, he woke up. It's like. Whoa, am I in Cabo? My understanding is it's just one guy, which makes it so much oh, better. Oh, yeah, of course. So apparently the uh, the uh, this is a Facebook post the company, the company posted on Facebook, obviously. They said, a little tiki excitement today, which was slightly more eventful than your typical tiki cruise. Thankfully, the squeaky tiki was returned with minimal damage. So the guy just got so freaking hammered. That he he took it to the middle of the water. And I got to say that there's pictures of the Coast Guard. They're a little too aggressive for a tiki takeover. It's a tiki bar. You never know. You should be lucky there wasn't like, you know, there wasn't anything strapped to it. I guess. I don't fucking know. But at the same time, they should have just had it my time. Buddy, another idea. When we live our full, when we are 65 and and holding. Man, I'm going on a tiki boat with you, bro. Oh, my God. We're going to do so much tiki related. And hopefully by that time, we wouldn't have lived so unhealthy that we have to do like mocktails hopefully we can that's my goal that's why i'm taking it easy i'm taking it easy now because the goal is is that when we can really uh, we might look at our 50s being when we can really party according to our manager that was the most fun in his life and then he had to take it easy he did he <laughs> and did. now he's stuck with us <laughs> that's what happens so you have to make sure don't blow out and burn every bridge in your 30s keep Save that liver. It yes for our 40s well, I think it's about time for Hero of the Week. Yep. This Hero of the Week, it, this is actually maybe the most serious story we've covered. A restaurant manager, her name was Flavane Carvalho. She saved the life of this boy this is a who crazy was story. so freaking violently abused. It's so disgusting. But so, yeah, again, Hero of the Week is usually something kind of fun. But this one is really... Thank God for this true hero, Flavane, Flavane Carvalho. A couple of kids sit down in her restaurant. Uh, the kid is not allowed to order any food, and he's with his parents and his and his sister. And she's like, "Well, that's kind of weird. The kid doesn't eat." She noticed a bunch of bruises on the kid. The kid obviously looked completely completely disheveled. He had like burns on his body, and he had uh, burns on his wrist that looked looked as if he was detained because he was living a waking nightmare. She she held up a sign that says, "Do you need help?" And the kid says, "Yes." Because of that, she called the police. The police were able to arrive uh the police found bruises on his face and his arms and the kid was taken into safe custody along with his other sibling the parents you you cannot imagine how fat and frumpy these freaking assholes look like they were so horrible and i hope that they rot in a special kind of freaking hell and i hope everyone spits on them every time they see them nice um because of what they've done to this poor boy yeah man but thank god flavane carvalho was there to step up there's a lot of gruesome details the kid was like forced to eat dog food you name it so thank goodness for this good samaritan you did it flavane carvalho and if you see something like that 
have the courage to step up and, and help because um, you know what? Some people, they don't deserve the magic of children. I don't look at children. I don't look at them either. So that's a problem. Is that Unless a lot of I have a child or my friend has a child. I'll look at that that's child. It. That's it. And then I say, it's a good kid. I'd be like, but that's the thing is that when one of our friends has a child, then you constantly being like, are you being? abused to that child. I think that we're safe with our children. I, I the hope LPN so. kids are all going to be I safe. So. They're all going to be safe. What I'd be more concerned about is you're going to try to take my job? Oh, uh, yeah, exactly. 18 you're years from me? now, you're taking coming my job? Me? But Here's that's some... just uh, called paranoia. Yep. Yeah. No one wants our job. No one yeah. <laughs> Who wants us? Um, this is a listener email time. Okay. Okay, here we go. TLDR, I saw Pegasus. Wait, what? Let's let's do this. This, this better quick. not be a story of abuse. This is very quick. Okay, but this is I love random ass flying shit that people see. I love stories of big birds. I love the story of like that kind of stuff. <laughs> not like just normal big birds, but I mean like huge birds, cryptids. <laughs> you sound like Hi, here's like your big... coloring book. Here's your coloring book. Oh, thank you so much. Yeah, yeah, even me in the go. nursing home. Thank you, um, Mr. Sabrowski. He says he likes big birds. So if you could squawk every time you go into the room, call, he call. really likes that. Yeah, I like you. <laughs> yeah. I was six years old. I'm able to remember the moments leading up to the sighting. My family and I were exiting the Red Robin. Yum. And we were making our way to our mom's van. Tired, I buckled my seatbelt into the old seatbelt pillow trick and rested my head. Oh, yeah. After Red Robin. That's oh, yeah. nap time. Oh, yeah. yeah. Um, I looked up in the night sky, and that's when I saw it. It was roughly the size of a school bus, almost appeared to be shimmering Damn. as if its fur twinkled. It appeared to be extremely far away, but was, a vis- was visible due to its size. Its wings weren't flapping, but rather slowly cascading up and down as if it had intense mass to it. Very similar to Mothman. I looked away briefly to alarm my family of the Pegasus. Once I looked back, it was gone. And this is where you have officially become the family weirdo. This is how it starts. That's how it starts. And they're like, remember when Timmy thought he saw a Pegasus? And this is 12 years into the future when they're trying to figure out what kind of medication to get you. And this is back to side stories, LPOTL, gmail.com. You got weird shit you've seen in the sky. You know we love to talk about it. Send us those stories. Absolutely. Here's another story about the uh, power, the uh, power team. That was the group oh, of Christian weightlifters you saw. I'll never forget them. Uh, they were on not, it wasn't God. It was steroids. It was, but steroids. steroids is, aren't they all just like made by the Lord? This is one of my ultimate pet peeves is when people have a product and they don't know how to package it. No one wanted to go see these hogs blow up water bottles and lift weights and bend things. So they had to package it in Jesus. Yeah. And then they got the crowd that Christ provided them. You talk about Because Christ can get a crowd. Yes. And then they got to do their little flim flammery yeah. with their muscles. Yes. But the, the it's, it's false marketing. The flim flammery, their muscles is the most pure thing that they were doing. God didn't do that for them. No, but the Russians with their finely you know made steroids. How many weak Christians there are? How oh, many yeah. weak? Most of them. Almost boneless. Here's a good story for you. In the 90s, the power team decided to include dramatic plays into their show because big strongmen were also excellent actors. They would send a script ahead to the church. The church would fill the roles, practice, and then perform with the power team. I snagged the lead role for the play at my church. Hey. This is the plot. All right. I was a young woman who started dating a guy. We had sex. Unfortunately, not on stage. I got pregnant. And then had an abortion. Uh-oh. I then go to the ER because I'm dying for my abortion. The nurse leads me to accept Jesus before I die. They brought a real <laughs> casket into the church. I laid in the casket for quite some time. And then Jesus, the gigantic power team man, comes and saves me and gets me out of the casket. Leads me to the front of the stage and hands me my baby that I aborted. The church is crying and whooping and hollering and carrying it on. They do this at the altar call for they do it at an, an altar call for people to get saved. I, I am was twelve so, years old. I am so freaking triggered right now. That's so funny. I they was said, twelve years old. Oh, of course. <laughs> only okay. So, oh wow. This is wow, so good. What a story arc. How did the power team ever come up with such a captivating tale? I love it. <laughs> and here's another story. There's a hundred percent true story of an experience I had in an abandoned haunted house known as the Tiger House. Oh yes. The Tiger House in Mesa, Arizona was a well-known site for people at my high school. Everyone would go there and talk about their experiences. The backstory of the house, however, became an urban legend of sorts. Everyone has a different version of it. The best telling of it I had, I have found on a post, was it is said that there was a little boy 
was killed when his treehouse fell over. And then the sister committed suicide over her brother's death. The father had a cage in his backyard and had a bunch of tigers in there. And he had a get-together with some friends, and he left them them in the cage as he went to get some drinks. He came back, and they were all dead. Yeah, that's a horrible place to leave your friends. I don't think so, unless you have good, strong friends. Well, it's still tigers. They're quite strong. Very good sense of character, though. He later killed his wife and then committed suicide in the house to avoid being arrested for his wife's murder. It said that the children were buried under the trees that of the main brick friends the brother is buried under the bigger one that's a lot i'm gonna say that is ripe for a haunting it does. so uh that makes that does check out as far as where the ghosts would be a lot of tragedy yeah. people have said to have experienced piano playing upon request as well as whistling hearing growls and yelling and even accounts of being pushed or hit i've been with friends a few times without experiencing anything until the last time i went there were rumors it was going to be torn down due to neighbor complaints about all the kids trespassing there. Of course. Oh, yeah. One of them, my best friends had never been, so I decided to take them. To get to the house, you had to walk down a gravel path and slip through a broken part of the fence. It's nighttime when we got oh, to the house. Oh, that's fun, though, man. Oh, I miss oh, I it. I love that. I miss it. When we start heading towards it, we hear the sound of something coming towards us. It sounded like it was like when a dog that is chained up starts running towards you. My friend hears it too, and I see lights like like a cat or a dog's eyes look like at night Uh-oh. over by where the tiger cages are. We both book it out of there and back to my car. Still wanting to go back, we call and we move friends to come with us. Yeah. Thinking that it's in our head and we'd be less intimidating with a larger group, our other friends get there and we start to head back to the house. And when we get there, and me and my friends are in complete shock, the house we had just seen 10 to 15 minutes before had already been torn down before we got there. Weird. And it was just a pile of rubble. I asked my friend to describe what he saw to me since he had never been there, nor he had ever seen the house. He described it perfectly. To this day, it still baffles me. And it's the most unexplainable thing that's ever happened to me. Believe it or not, I know what I saw. He knows what he saw. Very cool. Yep. I love, there is something about the ages of 14 to 17 going to the haunted places. Every small town has them. Every sky you sleep and with, you make it a crime. Every <laughs> In many ways, I was a virgin until I was 18 and had sex with someone who was 24. Ah. That's why I lost my V card. Isn't that exciting? Isn't that something everybody wanted to know? I was excited. Yeah. Um, but I miss those adventures yeah. when you're young enough to really, first of all, you got to steal some or really be from scared, your father. Like truly scared. Like truly there scared. are real ghosts. We had, we had a cemetery that had a bleeding tree. I think it was just sap in hindsight. Yeah. But it was, re- I believed it. And it was like a bunch of creepy shit happened. And the nice thing about being a teenager, you make so many mistakes. So then you can just kind of blame everything on a haunting. Like it's not your bad driving. It's a ghost, ghost that's trying gave to... gave me beer. <laughs> the ghost did it. That's how it always why, is. Why does this ghost love... Uh, what did we... Milwaukee's best oh, yeah, well, Milwaukee's best Whatever was the closest to the door that you can just grab and go. So That's funny. what we used to do. Well, another show. Another perfect show. You know, we definitely spoke, and we're so happy to be with everyone, and we're hoping that everyone is doing as well as they can be out there, and we're going to... We will be on the road in the second half of this year. Yes, we I'm going to snort the vaccine. I'll butt chug the vaccine. We're going to do whatever fuck. the F we have to do to it. I'm going to have so much it. fucking vaccine in my blood. You're going to be able to suck my I'm almost going to get, get I'll almost die from too much vaccine, which I think is just full-blown COVID. Mm-hmm. Um, so we're mm-hmm. going to see you all, and we can't wait. Can't we're going to fist bump, and we're going to freaking, I'm doing my dry jam. I'm going to maybe even try to stay healthy and try to drop my LBs. So when I hit the stage... Oh, yeah. Ooh, you're going to be like a shark. <laughs> you're going to be like a stealthy beast, a stealthy yeah. predator. Because you got to live every day. Like, you know, because you know what? Sharks, they can't stop swimming. You know, so or they, they die. die. It's symbolic. Yes, it you gotta is. Got to hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle a, and grind and hustle and grind until you're dead. What a fate worse than Welcome death Welcome to fucking itself. America. Welcome to living in America. You hustle and hustle and hustle and hustle until you're a fucking skeleton. I'll never forget when I spent the two weeks in Uruguay, I didn't realize that people didn't do what we do here. And then when I came back, I was like, this place is really intense. People work too hard. Yeah, yeah. they do. It really is an intense country. We forget that. We really do. And guys, you got to laugh. You gotta laugh and know for a fact that you are gonna have that abortion and you're gonna love it. I don't. If if that is your live, choice, laugh, then, then love so be the it. The abortion lifestyle. That's if what the, I'm. That's my new thing. The abortion lifestyle. The life branded. You want to brand it? Why don't we make it? it brand, why didn't you? Why don't we have like fucking? This is your abortion wear. This is an abortion top. These are your abortion shoes. Abortion gear. I think they're just clothes. Abortion waters. Well. Abortion weed. Okay, well, we'll see. And that's what we'll be bringing with our new weed line, <laughs> which I'm really cer- I'm certain that our, our partners will love to hear it. Oh, they can't wait. Yeah. 
And I believe you have another L. No, I did. I love. That was, oh, you have to love your, yes. <laughs> yeah, I love all of it. Thank yeah, you, you so wrapped much. it all up in one. You just—it was so seamless that I so actually good. missed it. With I'm my, so good at I'm this. Always paying such close attention when you start talking about <laughs> your abortion lifestyle uh, uh, plans for your big apparel company that you have. Because you know I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it with a Z. Abortion. <laughs> I think that's one. Well, whatever choice people make that is best for them is the choice that I support. Thank you for covering. Uh, <laughs> anyway, everyone. Um, oh, speaking of which, it looks like the last prisoner project uh, may it's gonna be, be a doc. Yeah, we're definitely yeah, giving well, to them. Like, very excited to. We haven't yes. contacted them. No, I don't know if they want our help. I actually have some contact information for them. So perhaps this may be more of a top hat thing. I might have them on top hat to talk about the uh, the exciting world of drug reform and getting. Yeah, because I could talk out. to them about butthole magic. <laughs> I actually have an article. I forgot to even bring it up today. There's a whole thing about butthole magic. <laughs> Didn't we already do that with Sylvester Stallone's There's mom? There's more than one. Next week. Yep. This is, oh, wow. We actually did like, a, we did a, a, a hanger. Yeah, like, a, like, better come back next week or you're going to miss the butthole news. <laughs> Hail yourselves, everyone. Hail Satan. My constellations. What's one tidbit of the butthole that we can just give just to continue the tease? It's all about the shape of the cheeks. <laughs> Which is weird because it's got nothing to do with the butthole. <laughs> it's so gross. Oh, the butthole. So much butthole stuff. This show is made possible by listeners like you. Thanks to our ad sponsors. You can support our shows by supporting them. For more shows like the one you just listened to, go to lastpodcastnetwork.com. Welcome back to our studio where we have a special guest with us today, Toucan Sam from Fruit Loops. Toucan Sam, welcome. It's my pleasure to be here. Oh, and um, it's Fruit Loops, just so you know. Uh, fruit? Fruit. Yeah, fruit. No, it's Fruit Loops. The same way you say studio. That's not how we say it. Fruit Loops, find the loopy side. <laughs> 